You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back. I'm Tanya Pinkins. You're listening to part two of Spotlight, the Red Pilling of America, my conversation with actors Telly Leong, and John Rua on the Broadway Podcast Network. This actually is, I think, a great stepping off point for us to talk about cancel culture, which is something that came up in our conversations, John and Telly. Um, Just, you know, look, there are repercussions for our opinions. (laughs) There are repercussions for our thoughts, right? So I just recently read that um, J.K. Rowling, Rowling, J.K. Rowling, I don't, anyway. We all know who she is, right? The woman who wrote Harry Potter. So she, uh, I suppose, is writing new things and she... Uh, got in some controversy about her opinions on trans people and has kind of since doubled down on saying I'm allowed to have my opinion, which is true. It's very true. And in free society, you are allowed to think the things that you think. However, there are consequences for your behavior. So she recently wrote uh, like a letter, an open letter about, uh, you know, conversation or confrontation or something like that. Um, And it essentially was saying that she feels that canceling someone socially, right, or or not participating in their brand or buying whatever they're putting out there um, is, is too harsh a punishment for essentially disagreeing with what they're putting out, right? Even if it's toxic, harmful, dangerous, whatever, you know, like she should be able to say what she wants as should everybody. Um, And I think that kind of goes hand in hand with this concept of like, can we feel pain and be okay and move on and learn from it, right? How do we do that? And is cancel culture the way to kind of help people do that, right? To learn something or move forward. Um, John, do you have thoughts? Uh, you know, from, well, okay. I'm going to use a, a topic to segue into it. I, Cause I'm realizing something as I talk to you guys. So there are times that I like Tanya is so passionate and she speaks her truth and it's resounding. And I, I completely understand it. If she weren't even here, I'd probably say the same thing. And then I would look in the mirror and be like, wait, I look mad white though. So like, what I'm trying to say is I have the lens of someone who is more colored than he is. And I ask myself why, 
Who was I surrounded by? What did I experience? What am I a stand for? The reason I'm saying this is because some of my words, I think, responds to a lot of people who feel like they don't know where to go because their experience internally is of their family, which is of all colors, which is of the other. And so they're like, well, to the society, they don't see me that way. And then I don't know how to express myself any other different way. So you, you carry this weight, but one thing that you don't understand that you, one thing you don't, they don't think you understand that, but they realize that you're still another, but they don't classify you that. So you're confused. You're carrying all this stuff. Why am I saying this? Because then there are times that when I communicate and I iterate what I'm thinking, I might be the one who's going to get canceled. You think they're going to straight up cancel me because I'm just going to say what I think, whether you like it or not. That might serve people. They might be like, yes, he's speaking truth. However, someone else might cancel me. I think cancel culture is dangerous depending on the integrity of the individual. So what I'm saying is like, you can't be two-faced. Like you, 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 you can't pose yourself to sell yourself and then operate a different way. Like if, if she's, you know what I mean? Like if someone in my mind. It's working for that man in the White House. I was going to say, I think, I think, yeah, it's working for working quite a lot of people the at the top of the food my, chain. Right, right, right. But this is why I'm saying, like, I'm saying if my man is doing, like, I don't ride with him. That, that's not even a thing. Like there, he, in my mind, you could smell that from a distance. Like if it's an instance, if someone makes a mistake, as a human being, do you have forgiveness in your heart depending on the mistake? If someone's a walking mistake, like my man in the office, <laughs> then then you go, I, I'm done with this situation. Do you see what I'm saying? So like, to but be we honest, have you, I don't know about cancel him. We have not canceled yeah. him. Yeah, we haven't figured I mean, out I, how to cancel I, somebody I in a political sphere. Right? I, well, November, you, we shall cancel him in November. My, yes, but well, my point is, the, the issue is this. Cancel culture it, it affects people who, who are powerless. I don't. I think people with a lot of power get away with whatever they get away with. That's they can true. get away with whatever they get away with. It does That's not even true. matter. They could be matter of fact. They might cancel themselves on purpose just to get more in the news. They don't care. Ooh, they, they, honey. They, they don't really care. So right. what I'm saying is like I, I think cancel culture is, and when I say dangerous, I just mean um, it depends on who's grabbing onto it. Like if there's very naive, ignorant and like uneducated people who just want to expose hate on someone for whatever reason, then cancel culture may not be a very good tool in that. If there's someone who's like, you know, I'm ready to clear clear the air on the situation, then cancel culture can be a sign of like, yo, regulate yourself because we're going to find like you're not permissible of everyone's humans, uh, uh, the sort of agreement that we all have non-verbally, if that makes any sense. But we don't have someone. Let me say something I say to my daughter about how she dresses. I say dress for as much sex as you can handle because <laughs> is going to attract certain kind of attention. And in this era of social media, you should speak and post for as much hate as you can handle. Mm, okay. Right. You can't handle mm. the heat and the hate, then shut up. And stay out of the kitchen because that is what this technological <laughs> online culture is. So mm. post for as much hate as you can handle. And also mm. that, that being said, and I don't mean to take up the time, but I want to tell you to say something. What I'm trying to say is that we're conditioned, right? As human beings, we have a nervous system. We're conditioned. We have a societal agreement on how do we talk to each other. We have things that we grew up to. There are other So there are jokes that people say. I mean, I could be joking with Telly and Tanya and as people uh, and, and Ciara and as people like, 
Sierra. And it's people who like have color in their, in, in their, in, in their, their, gr- their growth, their, their DNA, their cellular resonance. We have color. We might say something that's, it's comical to us. And yet in today's society, we not, we might not be able to say that. So it's about conditioning your awareness that like certain things now are in a sensitive skew than they were before. It's just, and it, it depends. I'm not going to let someone censor me. I mean, I get mm. a lot of that in this movie because I got a lot of jokes. I got incest jokes. I got race jokes. I got trans <laughs> jokes. And I'm willing to meet people because let's engage. Let's have a mm. conversation about it. Mm. Would, you pre- would you prefer me just go, I don't want to have a conflict with you. So I'll just erase you from the right, narrative. Right, right, <laughs> That's why, that's why if she did that, I'd be like, why would I ever cancel Tanya? Like I would never even do that. Someone else might do it just because they want to feel heard in some way. Like it's, it's nonsense. It depends on who's the, the purpose for it being done. Mm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Telly? In the case of JK, right, uh, here's the thing. I, I believe in grace. I believe in forgiveness. I believe in the human capacity to learn from one another and grow. That's why we are here. We are having a conversation so that I am hearing a point of view that is not my own and so that mm-hmm. I can expand what it is that I know. For JK to hear time and time again from the trans community, this is hurtful. This, is, this hurts me. And to double down on that when you when when there was an opportunity for you to learn, knowing the platform that you have to to a gener- to a young generation of people, I, I don't listen. I I am not. I don't I don't know who you believe in. If it's God, if it's Buddha, if it's Allah, it's not my place to cancel anyone. But it is my place to not buy your books anymore. It is my place to not support you anymore. I can't. I I can't. I can't get behind that. So mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I'm not going to cancel you in that I don't believe in, I, I, in, in that I don't have the grace to go, okay, I hope one day you learn that your actions are hurting people. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I hope one day that you're, you're, you as a human being will do that one day and understand that. But uh, until that point, I, I, I can't in my heart of hearts dig into my wallet and buy another Harry Potter book. I can't do it. Now, let me push back because it's my favorite thing to do. I think that is your power. I think we need to exercise our power with our dollar, with what we're going to buy and what we're going to support. Absolutely. We're supposed to do that. And if, quote unquote, JK hurting your feelings is what made you do that, good. I'm grateful to JK for making you actually take some action. Like what is Mm -hmm. happening in this world right now is lighting a fire under us to take some action. Mm -hmm. I believe it was Eleanor Roosevelt who said, nobody can hurt your feelings without your, uh, without your consent. Okay. We are not here to walk around taking care of people's feelings. As I'm going to tell you, if it's between your happiness and mine, I'm going to choose mine. Okay. If everybody was sitting here having to be responsible for themselves, we'd have a better world. If we got our minds and our thoughts out of other people's beds and other people's relationships, it would be a better world. So everybody here, if we're going to treat people like adults, you're responsible for your own feelings. If I have an opinion or say something that you disagree with, let's agree to disagree. But people saying things to make people feel good is just lies and delusions. And that's why liberals are in so much trouble because they're in such cognitive dissonance. They speak all this politically correct stuff that does not resonate in their bodies as authentic feelings. So they're not in they're They're just inauthentic with themselves because they're saying what you're supposed to say, but it isn't their truth. 
So I'd rather have a racist tell me I hate niggas than some liberals say, oh, yes, it's so delightful to have you here when really they aren't comfortable. Because at least, at least it's and, authentic. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, and and I'm, I'm so glad I, I don't I don't even know who Harry Potter is. I could care less. I never even <laughs> seen a thing. I've never seen a Harry Potter movie. Where you movie. been though, John? Where you been? <laughs> I mean, that's I've been cool, not though. with. I've been not with her. I've been trying to realize something. Said, I've been hustling. I'm to, I've been hustling. I'm not trying to Harry Potter her, but I will say I will can't. I will cancel the hell out of people. And I've been in various rooms, and once again, for whatever reason, the not for whatever reason, for beautiful reasons, and for because of the uh, who they are as individuals, the black. African American community has embraced me and has given me so much in my life that I don't think I would be who I am if it weren't for them. Mm -hmm. And so I honor them as much as I can. So when I'm in rooms where they're being appropriated and no one's speaking up, they feel it in my energy. And so when I see artists, when I see basketball teams, when I see all these owners and these creators and all these people not saying something during the time that matters, I'm going to cancel the hell out of you, whether it's with my spirit or with my words, it's be, you, you're being canceled so i do believe in that for sure because you could just see it You're like that falsehood is so real it is so real and here's another thing like i don't like trump right but when i first met the guy i didn't meet him thank god but when i first you know i was like yo this guy is crazy he's just coming off like off the cuff i was like a part of me liked that he was being like he was being the idiot that he is i was like oh he's just being himself what an idiot i like that since every other politician i can't tell what the hell they are I can't tell who they are or what is going on. That doesn't mean I'm a vote for Trump. I'm just saying now we know he's crazy. He's nuts. Whatever. The point is like, all I'm saying is authenticity <laughs> is key. And if you're not authentic, if you're not authentic. He is not crazy. He is not crazy. He's just, okay. he's just hard. He is a master at what he is doing. Gaslighting. Manipulation. He understands the game. He understands chaos. He understands destroying other people's expectations, keeping other people off balance. He's a mm -hmm. hell of a negotiator. And Everything people are I fall for it. By design, and it's a plan, mm -hmm. and he is mm -hmm. working us. And if we don't educate ourselves and come to understand what he's doing rather than going, oh my God, and just. Right, right, right. Oh, you know, that doesn't do anything. Right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, Very the one true. thing I will say is basically cancel culture for me is if it's about authenticity. Mm -hmm. And I think that's echoing Tanya's saying. If, you, if you're not authentic, then you can be. Then well, 
I also just find it interesting that like we're very good at no, we're not even very good. Let's be honest. We're not even great at cancel culture because everybody feels a million different ways. There's so many different opinions, so many different people, you know, and I understand that social media will blow things up at certain points. So it feels like, oh, we've canceled this person. But like all of the schmucks who have raped people and whatever, um, they've been back. They're back. They're back. Like they're not gone. You know what I mean? All the people who have said racist things, they're back now. Uh, don't know if you know, you know, all of the, and it, I think we're so much easier to cancel a single entity and then like have, we feel like we have zero power against like corporations or like the NFL or, or obviously, you know, anything happening in politics. I feel like a lot of people feel pretty helpless, but it's like, it's kind of the same thing. It's just like, we would have to all kind of work together to agree that we're all canceling Jeff Bezos and Amazon, right? Like I've talked to so many people about this and I'm super passionate about it because I think that I do believe that there needs to be some kind of cap on how much money you're allowed to just like have, but that's just me. Um, and, <laughs> or at, least, at the very least, like you gotta be like paying your taxes and giving it to people. Um, I'm sorry. I think, I I'm think sorry. the law of your land says you don't have to. And that's why AT&T and Exxon and all those corporations don't. And if you want it to be different, then you've got to get be at work in your government yep. and work to make those laws right. change, which is not right. going to happen because this president has put more judges on the bench than the last two presidents did in their entire two terms. So he's not done anything illegal. They didn't impeach him for that. Right. Well, right. But I, I'm also of the um, opinion that like our whole system is fucked and needs to be completely revamped. Yeah. So because exactly. all of this should so be. So going to get up and turn. When are we going to cancel the whole damn government? We need to Thank cancel. Thank you. The when are we canceling the whole, all of this? All you know, of this is canceled. <laughs> France has had five constitutions, five republics since the French Revolution. It is time to throw this constitution out. Yes. It, and we never I mean, lived by it anyway. It's what time was it? No, it. we never have. No. And we've put band-aids on things and, and yada, yada, yada. And maybe the ideals under which it was constructed at the very beginning were like nice sounding. But, you know, the truth is we've come a long way since then. Things have changed on in, in the makeup of who we are. You know what I mean? And, and therefore our system needs to reflect that. Yes. And here's the sham of it. So mm -hmm. uh, whatever that woman's name is, the handmaiden lady, the people of the praise lady, she said in her testimony last week that she is an originalist. She goes for the Constitution being exactly the words meant exactly what the framers said. Well, you see, here's where I know it's a sham. So some senator should have said, then why are you sitting here? Because as the Constitution was written, you were property and you couldn't vote. So carry your ass back home and clean some toilets. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, honey. <laughs> um, okay. I Just on the, the uh, kind of our last question, I think here, and then we'll wrap up. Um, but just on the idea of like, you know, community and social community, right? Because that's all of what cancel culture is. It's our social community coming together in order to make some kind of change one way or the other. Um, Telly, you were talking about, um, as your experience is like, you know, an, an other, that all POC people have had some kind of conversation about 
with their parents of like, you know, this is what you're going to experience that's going to be different than these people who are the norm, right? And so in that way, we... People of color, we have this kind of baseline understanding for each other. And yet there is a, a lot of times a, a huge lack of intersectionality and understanding each other's plight, right, as as the other. Um, can you speak on that a little bit? Um, maybe things that you feel like in the Asian community or, or, you know, just the people that you know specifically, just, you know, you're proud of how they are uh being intersectional or disappointed in ways that they're being, they're not being intersectional? Well, you know, it, within my community, uh, it's, uh, you know, the conversation that was had, especially after all the events of George Floyd happened this year, where our communities, um, the, the model minority myth in our community, which is that at the end of the day, you know, we, we have stayed not political and we have stayed not vocal and we have not gone out to vote. It's, it's a terrible, it's a terrible statistic, but 49% of eligible Asian voters did not vote in the 2016 election, 49% of us. Now that number is getting better and yet we are a growing electorate. There are more and more Asian people in America in places that really, really count. We're like places that are turning more and more purple, Texas, Arizona, Wisconsin, there's more and more Asian people in those places. We, we don't vote, we're not active. So much of that is because there is a power structure in this country that says, ah, these are the good minorities that are smart and go to Harvard and become doctors. These are the not good minorities. And like, and I think everything that happened this year, there was an awakening in my community and I'm encouraged by it that, hey, we have to stand, we have to stand alongside that fight. We have to be at that protest with them at, at this time. Because, and, and that model minority myth as much as, as it has protected us for so long, as much as our political apathy has protected us for so long, it doesn't do anybody any good. And it wasn't, and it's not something that is ours. It was given to us by, a, by the people in power that, and it's not ours. So, you know, it's interesting. I feel a turn. I feel more and more Asian people grappling with that, with that sense of, Oh well, I mean, we're we we are people of color, but we're not, you know. But but you know, we're 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 not we're not the people that that riot or loot, you know what I mean? And you're like, wait, and, you know, and that's and and knowing, oh gosh, that's not that's a that's a portrayal of myself that's not get, that I didn't create. Somebody mm -hmm. placed that on me mm -hmm. to divide and conquer us as people of color. Right. So it is it's an it's something that is um, that we are working on. I think as a community, we are working mm. on it and having mm. those difficult conversations of where that came from, coming from immigrants. Listen, my my mom and dad, being a Broadway actor was not what they wanted for me. They wanted me to go to Harvard <laughs> and become a doctor. That is exactly what they wanted for me. And so, and, and now looking back on that and going, why did they want that for me? Even them coming to this country, they were like, oh, the smart Asian kids go to Harvard and become doctors. That's mm -hmm. what they do. They don't, become, yeah. they don't become artists and activists and people who speak out. That's not what they do. They like, they become doctors and they go live in the suburbs with their, you know, marry a nice Chinese girl and have a lot of Chinese babies. That's what they do. Right. And so you sort of have like this and that too is, is in me. And I, I fought, and I fought it. I fought that inside me for a very long time of going, but that's not me. So all of that, you know, being gay, being an artist, being an actor, being loud, all of those things are, I was like, that's anti sort of everything my parents told me I should be, you mm -hmm. know, and then realizing 
oh, right. When they immigrated here, that's what they were told. Right. That in right. order to succeed in this country, that it, that fall in line. That's where you belong. Mm. Right. And then mm. they go, right. This is where black people belong. This is where Latinx oh. people belong. This is where, and, mm-hmm. but that categorization mm-hmm. is, is not self-determined. That is determined by an echelon of people at the top that are making those decisions. And that system doesn't work. So in a way, what Tanya is saying about throw it out, I, there, there's a part of me that's like, you're right, throw it out. Because the system at the end of the day, you know, is not built to be equal for all. It just isn't, even right, though that's what it right. says, even though that's what it says. It's not right? built for so, self-determination. It's built no, for it who it's built for. And then everybody else over it. there. Um, <laughs> well, we're, I'm very glad. And I think everybody else is glad too, that you uh, fought to be exactly who you are. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> you are lovely and talented and we're so blessed to be uh, blessed by your talent in that way and, and speaking up like this. So John, uh, I just want to throw it to you and then, and then we're going to wrap up here. Okay. Uh, what was the original question again? I got lost in Telly's journey. <laughs> I love you. Um, honestly, I kind of got lost in Telly's journey. <laughs> That's why I'm like, what were okay. you saying? Telly, inter- keep going, go. No, no, no. It was, it was just the intersectionality. So, like, you know, it, with your experience in the in the Latinx community, is it okay? Is it Latinx or Latinx? Does I it think it's, I mean, you. I, I'm new to the game, so I'm like <laughs> Latinx. I just, you know, what I mean, Latinos, whatever. Latinx. Yes, I think it's Latinx. Carolina. Carolina, I feel like she has an opinion on this. Uh, hey, uh, uh, I li- hi everyone. <laughs> um, uh, about Latina, uh, is uh, the X is actually not um, accessible for a lot of people with dyslexia or um, or for blind people or any eye condition for because of the readers they use on sorry for bad English guys sorry but the X is actually not actually a real on um, I mean it's not actually an, a good letter to use for the end of the words for mm. uh, because it's not accessible for actually a lot of people for people with dyslexia with uh, some mental illness some um even the ADAD I heard about so and do you do you recommend just saying Latino? Let, yeah, I mean, or just Latin? I mean, I Latin, guess la, I would say Latinos, Latinas, just because yeah, uh, just doing both. What's Hispanic? What's Hispanic though? Hispanic is. Uh, I know optimally Hispanic is used as something because of the Españoles. It's something that was given as opposed to um, what is. Uh, yes. It's like sometimes I even call myself Spanish but I'm not fully Spanish. Do you see what I'm saying? There's Spanish and I'm, I'm actually Creole. Like we're actually all Creoles, really what we are. And then there's Tainos and then there's Mestizos and there's all that. So, um, but in short, the inter- intersectionality, right? Uh, yes. You were saying- Thank you, Carolina. Uh, thank you, Carol. So were you saying, finish the question, please, CR. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Just uh, within the Latin community, we'll say that, uh, and that'll just be our catch-all for today. Uh, I clearly need to Google some more. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, do you, are there things that you're disappointed in the Latin community for kind of not engaging with, uh, you know, civil rights and, you know, so, LGBTQ so- rights or things that you're, you know, excited about also? To speak to that, I, I think it, look, right? So when you when we're speaking specifically um, to particular groups and or you then have to recognize everyone's individual journey. But if I'm going to speak with an umbrella term, 
I think a lot of Latinos, I mean, to this day, my mom is afraid to drive because she might get pulled over. And if she gets pulled uh-huh. over, the financial repercussions and also the anxiety that builds maybe because she was, you know, immigrated through Central America, like all this congestion, all these ideas, Latinos keep their head down, they bust their ass, they go to work, they do what they got to do. I don't even think they dream big. I don't think, you know what I mean? That's not what happens. They do what they have to do. So, so that's why I live the way I do as a, as to, to be the evolving, to, to, to be the passion tool, to be the thing that, that they wanted to have to be that and not forget. So when I think about Latinos, I go, man, my only thought is I get this. I don't, I get disappointed when they, I'm not, I get saddened, not disappointed at them when their life force has been diminished because of the journey that they had to take. And so therefore they don't even feel like their words matter. They don't feel like they actually have, they just have to worry about the house that they're in. Ken, how do I uphold this house? How do I uphold Mm -hmm. this, this, this community? Mm -hmm. I can't really worry about all these people deep down. Like even me, I'm white passing. I'm like, I'm not white. That's that situation. I got to handle what the hell I got to handle. Does it make sense? And then you take power into your own hands. But that being said, I also get thrown off, right? Because we're they're a very religious community too. So I think the, ext- the extreme nature of our government right now in regards to, to left and right has a lot of people in the middle feeling lost. And mm. sometimes Latinos are in that place. My only disappointment I would say that I do feel is in the Republican aspect of the Latinos, not because they're Republican, but because there's a lot of people who suffered a lot in in Cuba. There's a lot of people that suffered in the communist Cuba. So any remnant or possibility of of a phrase being socialism and the way that our Democratic Party is operating is freaking Latinos out where they're already going, no, no, we're going red. They're going red because they can't deal with what they've dealt with. So Mm. us blue going to the left to the much it's throwing Latinos who've dealt with a lot of socialist and communist issues wow. off. And that's, and and I so, mean, and that, that, that supersedes even the very clear rhetoric from this administration that immigrants are not wanted. They are not good people. They, we want to, it becomes a personal, I, that's what, what ends up happening is that Latinos forget about the community and they fend for themselves they and have that, to fend for themselves. Right. And that, and we've talked about this before on the show. It's just that the concept of keeping the plebs, right? Like most people in society in a, in a constant state of survival mode, therefore incapable of thinking for a greater cause, a greater purpose, the greater good, the community, right? It, it, it makes everybody insular, insular, insular. So everyone's essentially kind of working at cross purposes, you know, um, and like you said, divided then and easily conquerable, which is unfortunately. Because in the, in the end, in the end, financially, we're like, well, who's going to uphold all these things for their greater good? Sure, the rich people are going to find a way out of it. I mean, clearly Trump's paid 750 bucks, right? So we know who's it going to fall huh? into. Oh, you know what it I mean? falls onto our backs as it always has been so as we created this I, country. <laughs> and so the people, and so Latinos, I'm, I'm disheartened because they're in circumstances that Mm. they're just trying to survive. Right, they're just trying right. to, so it's really hard. It's really hard when you notice that that's, that's the constant battle they have every day. Yeah, and it yeah. feel a lot for the Mexican border because in the Mexican border, everything's separated by social class. I mean, we're talking about first, second, third, fourth generation Mexican Americans who are separating each other based on whether they want to learn the language or not. Cause if you know the language, then mm. you're less than. 
Interesting. Like it, 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 yeah. it comes to this sort of thing, like, you know, it may be Telly speaking, this speaks to Telly, like the, 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 the wiser, the more um, accomplished that uh, if you go to Harvard and stuff like that, then you, you're associated with a different social class that, that doesn't diminish who you are in regards to your minor and to your ethnic makeup. And so I wonder mm-hmm. if that happens for a lot of Latinos mm-hmm. as well. I do notice that I didn't come from a lot and a lot of Latinos who came, who are a little more comfortable in their up, uh, upkeep. We, we don't, we don't, I mean, we might be able to talk deep if I break through them, but it's generally a surface conversation. They're not really going to get into mm-hmm. it with me. Mm-hmm. It's your proximity to that structure that Tanya is talking about that the world was created. Cis, male, white, Christian. So like yeah. the closer you get to that, mm. like is that equals success. And I, and so much of that has, an, has been just inbred in us, especially if you're a kid of an immigrant, that's like been inbred in you. You know, the, the rich folks living in the suburbs, you can be that too, if you go to Harvard and be a doctor. So like mm-hmm. that means don't speak out, focus on yourself. It's, right. it's all of those things. Like there is, there is no community. You are fending for yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. Or you start wondering, yeah. is the American dream yours? Or who dreamed that up? You Go know, ahead, you're Tiny. supporting the structure that is a, you're supporting the structure that's oppressing you and keeping you from being able to dream and get out of it. You're supporting mm-hmm. a structure that says mm-hmm. it's not enough to want to be a school teacher or, or a fisherman and support your family and, and be happy. Like this structure that says you have to constantly be in a state of wanting more, of not having enough, of not being happy with what you have. Whereas we've got these people at the top running it who have more than they could spend in their lifetime. Life, in 50 lifetimes. We have enough money to pay all of our salaries for the rest of oh. our life. And, oh. and, and you're aspiring to that? Why? Why can't we aspire to have enough to meet our needs? And that'd be enough, that'd be a happy, successful life. And, so and I, I would say, encourage people, I was ahead, just gonna say, ahead. Sierra, I would encourage people that if you're being conscious that this is a bigger war than you think because it's a nervous system war. This is your own vessel. Uh, your body's going to uh, uh, adjust and absorb as it, it when as it came up. However, how old you are, how many how many years you've accumulated. It's a nervous system thing. You can't just switch it like that. You got to be consciously working on yourself to 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 help the greater good and to serve yourself so that you can be a vessel for it. It's a shift. It's a shift for sure. This is not going to change overnight. It's not even going to change on November 3rd. Should something change on November 3rd? Hopes and praise. Um, but, you know, uh, yeah, it is. I, I think that that's a great point, that it's going to take practice. It's going to take intentionality. It's going to take action. And again, I just want to just say, because I am on this all the time, Jeff Bezos doesn't deserve all that money. Um, and <laughs> if you want to support the system where people have so much money that they could pay all of our salaries, except we don't have it. Any salaries, <laughs> then keep buying Amazon. If not, stop. Okay, thank you all so much for joining us for this conversation. John, thank Telly, you. we are so grateful for you. Obviously, we are grateful for Marissa for producing this and Tanya for your incredible work and everything and your activism. We can't wait to see Red Pill. Please join us. Uh, uh, we'll be it's going for the next couple of Saturdays, essentially at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Jen, you might change, but just check out any of our uh, Instagrams, we'll we'll all be posting about it. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of this conversation. Tanya? Rashad Robinson, is Rashad Robinson next week? Rashad Robinson is 
is, is it next? No, no, no. He's the, oh yes, he is. Wow. I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> Rashad Robinson. Great conversations about how mm-hmm. color of change is changing the entertainment industry. Um, these uh, spotlights are going to be on vpn.fm forward slash YCST, which is my podcast. You can't say that on the Broadway Podcast Network. If you heard something interesting or intriguing and you want to hear it again, you can hear it again on the podcast. Thanks to Sierra for um, gathering these guests and these amazing conversations. Thanks for Marissa for hosting this platform. And thank you to you for coming in and being open and willing to have your own thoughts challenged, to be uncomfortable, to sit with us and listen to difficult conversations and be willing to sit with your own discomfort and to be willing to throw out every story you have about yourself because they're all stories. It's all a story. And what all that tell yourself, uh, you know, that's going to create the future Mm -hmm. that you desire. Yes. And that is all your choice. You have choice and you have power. Go vote. Okay. Love you all. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.